0: Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls.
1: I think Megan's a little hot. I know. I wore makeup yesterday. I still have some on my face. She's so hot. So hot. You got like real <laughs> pants on. Some embroidery Connie on the says, side. Connie
2: says that they don't make my butt look nice, though. Only your best even tell you. I, I mean, mean, you I'm, have I'm,
1: better I'm, jeans that probably make your butt look nicer. You have I don't disagree. Jeans and
2: I've seen you wear worse jeans. <laughs>
3: yes. And you know, I tell you, your ass—they don't, don't look, look good. bad. I tell you it just doesn't give
1: you nice. like a round butt. It just—you need to do some squats.
3: I don't know why people wonder about us when I walk in and say, "Your tits look good in that shirt." <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's what friendship
1: is all about <laughs> wow your boobs you need really to do some today. squats <laughs> get some ass muscle
2: all
3: chris
1: evans is... is an ass ma- woman or ass man you gotta you gotta get some squats on one of my coworkers, every time she goes to go to the bathroom like after she pees she like in the bathroom will do like 25 squats every time she goes to the bathroom that's like her workout
0: that's like way too much worse but if you think like, about how many times it... in the stall
1: yeah well we, at work we have like the big bath Like it's a single bathroom So it's say, like
0: a work, lot of
1: space
3: I'd be having to sit down on the toilet And stand back <laughs> yeah. to do squats So yeah
1: that's what she does She'll like pee and you know wash her hands or whatever And then do like 25 squats
3: And be careful I don't hear, hit the paper towel roll That's <laughs> right? Right up, tied up it against my bed yeah.
1: Oh yeah my
3: that's,
0: that's dedication
1: I mean it's a good way to do like a quick little Like mini workout If you think Like think about how many times a day you go pee You can do like 100 squats in a day that's true
3: yeah i think if i had right. that routine i would seriously lower the amount of water i drink all day i'd be like i don't feel like doing squats i'm just gonna hold it
1: yeah, yeah. see i drink so I much water. water i drink so much water in a day because i just fill up my like jug in the morning and so then by lunchtime it's empty and i fill it with ice and then i have water so i get like double or maybe not quite. I would like eat
0: extra salt. I'm like, well, I have to do it. So I don't have to go to the bathroom and do squats. I'd be eating like Doritos and everything. Just drink the ramen packet. Yeah. (laughs) Use it like a fun dip. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much like can't, can't use the water. Can't do the broth, but uh, I'll just like, you know, like the noodles and dip it in the dry seasoning. that makes my lips shrivel up just thinking about it like
3: eating that (laughs) that ramen oh that stuff even when i make it with the water it's too salty for me i can't Mm -hmm. oh man that stuff is wicked
0: it's delicious and the the shitty part about it is too it's so easy to make like i have a keurig in my office all you gotta do is break it up toss it in a mug run some hot water on it boom you got lunch i don't even have to like see people and be social
3: dang that's awesome. Well, I mean, I yeah. go home for lunch, so I don't see people. I see my dog. That's it.
0: I get to be a hermit because it's what I like.
3: I ha- I worked this morning, and I was the only one in the whole office. It was really mm-hmm. awesome. Turned my music on. I could sing badly out that loud. That would be nice. <laughs> it was wonderful.
0: The security guards will, you know, tell you on Monday, like, "Hey, Vonnie, we caught your caught your live show." Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. They probably have <laughs> cameras. My boss is probably at home laughing his ass off because he's got the camera feed up.
2: No, the leggings
3: give you a little butt lift. Yeah. You look better in the leggings than you do.
2: Yeah, but you can't wear leggings leggings. remote. I suppose I could, but...
1: Those TikTok leggings are are witchcraft.
0: What TikTok leggings? You You should buy her some
1: yeah they're they're light and they're like i don't even know how to they're like ribbed would be the best way to, do. Like ribbed, to be ribbed for yeah. my pleasure yeah they're like honeycomb and they just make everyone's ass look great okay yeah. i'll have some they're the sisterhood of the traveling leggings show, show me the link and i'll see if uh, that ass fits. i would some. have to find the link
3: but is it gonna make my ass look good? It is might. it good for big asses and small asses? Because uh, I don't you know, need. Is it ever. equal
0: opportunity ass friendly? I think it might be. Yeah. Mm. I I've never worn leggings, especially like as an adult. But I've never. Oh, they're
3: so comfortable. They'll change your life. I can't wear them out of the house because they're just not
2: attractive on me. Yeah, they're Eat. not attractive, but they're very comfortable. I wear them at home. I have. I wear them to I the home. gym. I sleep in them. I don't sleep in the like tight ones like these. I I have I have Walmart leggings that I just love. They're so soft and comfortable, and they don't fit too tight. They're just perfect.
3: I've slept in leggings before, but they get twisted. I roll around so much in my sleep that and they're not tight enough. Are twist up, but if I get them too tight, then they're uncomfortable. Well, you just gotta get the right ones. Super tight. Yeah, I don't need my punani area being squashed up when
2: I'm sleeping. <laughs> squashed punani does not make for good sleep.
1: I think you're right. I agree.
2: Nobody likes picking a my crotch. Top, Pick, yeah, picking your crotch all night long. Oh Lord, now you'll be having dreams about having having a squished pussy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Have dreams about horseback riding. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> something's uncomfortable down there oh, yeah. can feel some chafing happening oh
1: lord wait before we get too far down the rabbit hole of awful um should we send some love to our friends who had horrific tornadoes oh, last my night
2: god i couldn't believe it it looked like the 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 video of the more tornado yes where th- it was just completely wiped off it looks like a big garbage dump yeah, yeah. in kentucky i it's didn't see awful. it in the
3: light but i know like okay echo wakes me up before four o'clock in the morning most of the time so on saturdays i get to watch the ag report that starts at 405 yeah <laughs> ag reports always good this morning i was up before the ag report so i had to wait for that to come on because it was just paid programming God, we need
2: to get her a farmer she could be a farmer's wife so easily, and
3: it. They had breaking news come into the ag report about about yeah. that tornado, yeah. and they said there were still tornado warnings even yeah. at five o'clock in the yeah. morning mm-hmm. when the regular news came. There was on.
1: something like thirty tornadoes over between Arkansas to like Tennessee last night, like Arkansas, Missouri. We have book girls all along that line. Yeah, we so do. Reach it's, out to us.
2: Let you let us know you're okay.
3: It's December. What the well it's been 80 damn
1: degrees. climate change is real that's all i have to say about that well and in the extra i mean obviously the tornado itself is horrific but they also having grown up in tennessee they do not have storm shelters
3: no because it's not it's not a regular well and it's it's
1: bedrock you have to blast we don't have basements we don't have any of that so your only safe space is like your hallway closet or hallway bathroom and like just freaking and hope for the best. And when tornadoes
3: that big, it just doesn't work. No,
1: like mm-hmm. it's I, went, I saw that last night when I because it was pretty windy. I was out at a Christmas party last night and I came home and I drive like a small SUV and it was the wind was kind of whipping the car a little bit. And I was like, damn, like if this wasn't December and then I got home and turned on. Yeah, it was the like news. a dust storm last yeah. night.
2: It, was, it looked like, well, I had to do a remote last night and I got out of my car and was headed in and it looked like the set of Dune yeah it was in the parking lot i mean it looked like there was a
1: dust storm yeah it was bizarre so we're sending all of our book tribe love to our fellow tornado survivors survivors victims yes because that was they say they think it's worse than the Moore tornado oh my god like like we had a
2: what 110 people died in the Moore tornado uh
1: no i think it was seven 70 something i looked it up today well did you hear
3: that tornado it hit an an amazon warehouse
2: really in and illinois candle factory yeah well, the candle factory is the one i saw yeah yeah the amazon and, and I think they there were two i thought confirmed it said something about amazon. 50
1: this morning it's up to they think it's over 80 oh. uh, in the candle factory alone last i heard because that was just this morning
2: yeah um before i left the house i haven't had a chance to look but yes we are thinking of you And hopefully you will be able to rebuild as we have done many times here in Oklahoma City. Yes. All right. So
3: moving right along. And there was something that I wanted to address. Okay. How come half of the toys that I look at for Christmas for my dogs are obscene? What? What do you mean? Oh no, that straight look up like? looks like a dick. Yeah. Hold on, let me show Rachel. I already showed Martha. I'm just scrolling down through I'm just in a red scarf. It's uh, it's Taylor Swift's scarf. Yeah, I'm just that's a penis maybe, for sure. Maybe it looks like a penis. It's supposed
1: to be Jake Gyllenhaal. It's supposed oh. to be a burrito or an egg roll. No,
3: no, no. It gets better. It's an egg roll that's one of those hide and seek toys. So it goes inside <laughs> the box the oh chinese box so it's a so you have a penis that goes inside of a box that you're going to give your dogs to and then you, you can
1: sing the justin timberlake snl dick in a box song yeah, at exactly. the same time hey that's a great <laughs> holiday song no it's, it's really it's just jake gyllenhaal in his true form but it's not even that let me show you
3: this other picture <laughs> that i found because I saw, I actually saw this on TikTok, so I, TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. So I had to look it up because I couldn't believe that somebody hung these. I just saw this all the way through town. Yes, and they're supposed to be holly berries and a candle, but they straight up look like.
1: I just saw that on Facebook.
0: Oh my god! Is that insane? It's a
2: candle, and then there are holly berries. Yeah, those and are a, supposed to be two I sprigs, guess. but it looks like a penis and balls. Yeah. We'll and, they, and, they, and they're all along the main street there <laughs> in that town.
3: And then, of course, yeah. we have everyone's favorite. That palm I'm sure trees. Somebody decorated a palm tree. Uh-oh. And it looks like a squirting penis.
1: We'll make sure <laughs> yeah. we post all these on the website. Yes, yes it does. But we'll have visuals Bonnie's for you. right,
0: though. Like with dog toys, some of Abby's toys, my husband actually calls her sex toys because they, they do, they look. I mean, that's obviously not, <laughs> but they do look a little obscene. Yeah, there's one that because I used to get
3: the bark boxes for Echo. So she got this fish and I, she was playing with it and everything. And I picked it up to to toss it for her and the fish has, you know, like a fish mouth. It's kind of an O. <laughs> And you can stick your fingers inside of this, and it's like silky on the inside. Oh
2: no! And I'm like going, so why would they even? That makes kind of sense if you think about it, because there are a lot of dogs that really like to hump. But they're gonna fish. They're not gonna just hump that fish right in the mouth.
3: Well, I was thinking that it was. I was thinking maybe it was a gift for the uh, dog and the owner.
1: (laughs) Oh, why? Ew!
3: Because why would you? Why would you make the fish where you could stick things in the mouth? Were it you wasn't to put
0: treats in it or something. I don't
3: know. It's not a hide and seek toy. It didn't come in as like a, a treat hider.
2: Personally, you know what I think, and I've thought this for a while, is that all of the dog stuffed toys are just really toys that didn't work for anything else, and they're like, oh, let's make that a dog toy. Well, apparently, it's sort of like jeans. You know, when you have jeans. That are really shitty design or whatever. You just put some applique on there, put some embroidery on there, put some rips on there. Sell them for twice the price, and you're it's all good. True. So it's the same thing with dog toys.
0: Yeah, just stick a squeaker in it and call it a day. That's right. That's all you got to
2: do to make it a dog toy. Just stick a squeaker in yeah, there. Yeah, and we won't even talk about the one that I saw that I
3: didn't get. That was a light pink bong. So think of see think of the shape of a bong with the neck and the bottom uh-huh. so what do you think that looked like being the flesh colored
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <A> <laughs> it
3: looked like a giant penis that you're going to yeah. give your dog and he's going to be carrying around you have
2: guests come over oh no that's supposed to be a bong i don't know which one's I don't know which, don't one's, know which worse. one's worse. Really, like I said, I think they were meant to be funny for some reason for humans, and somebody obviously didn't get the joke, and they're like, "Oh no, we can't yeah. sell that. We're going to have to make it a dog toy." But these
3: are things that aren't even supposed to be obscene. People did not mean for them to be obscene, <laughs> but they and ended up being obscene, obscene anyway. Completely.
1: So my my Zumba group last night. Speaking of inappropriate toys. <laughs> um, <laughs> So my Zumba group, we did dirty, we did our Christmas party and one year, the first time we did it pre pandemic, we did like, we called it, of course, everyone calls it dirty Santa. So of course, half the group was like, you know, we know what this means. We're going to like, you can steal and stuff. And then, um, half of the group decided they're going to take dirty Santa literally, Oh yay! So there was some you know adult toys and things purchased. So then this year What was the best thing you saw this year? This year? Yeah. Oh. So this year everybody went I mean I I didn't really go dirty with mine because I'm not about to. No Megan you
2: didn't give them any blowjob tips and no. a little envelope <laughs> no, or something? No.
1: But oh. I got, um, so <laughs> I, my friend takes these with her on vacation. They're little like drink markers. They're little guys in Speedos with their names across their ass that you hang on the end of your drink so you know which drink is yours. And they have them at Target and like a Pack of like eight. So if you're going for a girls' trip, you could like each have one. And they're in little Speedos. And then there was a coloring book that was like drink recipes. Oh. So, I, so it was kind of not dirty but like yeah. kind of fun so many little bullets were in those packages yesterday some straight up vibrators were bought yes. i've heard good that? things about the bullets i there were fighting over them last night it's of not- course they would fight over a man yeah,
0: yeah. Well,
2: you don't have to buy something for yourself you can say oh it was the gift and some and some <laughs> a lot of, right so
1: everyone found the same edible pa- pasty uh, site that they're like christmas themed so they're like the round ornament oh my pasties God. or like uh yeah so w- there was a lot of dirty <laughs> dirty gifts going around last oh night. man
0: i got what did you. It, what is it gonna? what's it gonna take for you to finally indulge uh, like just <laughs> just embrace it
1: no it's not happening
2: well she has oh. to find the right guy first And then you
1: know The whole training will begin mm-hmm. I, I got two little wine glasses um, mm-hmm. that's it, And says here we fucking go again I mean Merry Christmas <laughs> And then one that said cheers ho <laughs> <laughs> and then a pair of socks that says dat doe no ass <laughs> and that, it's like a reindeer that no ass. Oh, <laughs> with like a little bow dead
2: ass. those those dead
1: ass doe. Gotta... i guess is technically how you would read oh it was we had and there was like 28 of us so it was a riot it took us like an hour to get through <laughs> dirty <Cool>. santa
2: <laughs> oh you know what i did today what actually i did it last week too and i don't think i talked about it last week that place where you go and you break shit
1: no, you did. I not. talk about that. Oh, no. Okay,
2: it's called Break Room Four Hundred Five, and when you go in, they give you this big bin full of glass bottles and plates and old electronic equipment and stuff. And then they take you back they into like the this room, from office space. You're right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. They take you into this room. They give you coveralls and a big faceplate protector and gloves. That are um, like so you don't cut your fingers and stuff. And then they in there, they have baseball bats and sledgehammers and crowbars. And you just go in there and bust the shit out of
1: things. That sounds amazing.
2: You know what I was thinking? I was thinking that we should make a plan for when we have guests come to town for our live events. If they're going to be here a day or two early, we'll take them over to break room and everybody can break shit together.
1: Yeah. Doesn't that sound fun? Rachel's shaking her head no.
3: I'd probably How hurt. About
1: a, we could do an escape room.
3: I'd probably hurt myself. Again.
2: It's actually surprisingly fun, you guys. I was watching this guy through the window today because, you know, I was doing a live broadcast there and I was standing right in front of the window into one of the rooms. Man, that guy was so angry. He was like beating the living shit out of stuff with that baseball bat. (laughs) My mind was going to zombie killing, Mm. you know, because that's sort of where. Yeah. Was he double tapping it? He was triple quadruple tapping it. That thing was not getting up again, but it was computer. So I was kind of thinking he was just sort of taking out all of his uh, tech frustrations like office space exactly does <laughs> he work in it space. Yeah. He, the he, keyboards was... the keyboards are the most satisfying things because all to the keys pop off yes all because the keys, keys go off. everywhere and mm. then there's another room that you can go in and it's a it's got a black light in it and both of these places have a bluetooth connected to a speaker so you turn your music on really loud oh and there's a paint I, paint room with this um it's washable paint yes and you just spread it all over the place and spray
1: each other now and that, now would, that be fun. would be fun I'd, I'd rather eat that than the there, breaking there's a song on tiktok right now and like it's like perfect for like the breaking shit because it's literally it's like a b c d or it's a Hey BCD fuck you and your mom like and everybody like it's like a breakup song. Oh wow. And people have been using it in like throwing plates at walls and like well, just letting out their frustration. Evidently with it. she
2: the girl told me that she's had people book divorce parties where they bring their spouses. Oh no.
1: Things and, Rachel's therapy brain is in overdrive yeah, right now. sorry
2: Rachel. I did honestly, I did not consider that that might not be a healthy way to express Yourself, if it was in a spa- safe space, an environment like that, where it's for fun, I would thought.
0: I if it's friend. for fun and you're not like, yeah, you know, it's just like for the fun of it. That's, but yeah, if you're using it as a <laughs> release, a stress reliever, and often, no, no, <laughs> no. I, but but, when, but like, like a fun. one time,
1: like I'm gonna go smash the shit oh, yeah. out of a Mac.
0: You want to talk about too, that there too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That satisfying, like buttons flying. Okay, this wasn't satisfying. And um, this probably speaks to how I'm going to say as an adult now, how frustrating being a teacher can be. But we had, I had this teacher in I want to say eighth grade, right? And you guys all remember the box of calculators that, you know, in math class, everybody would have to grab one of the like school provided calculators. He got so pissed at us one day. I don't even know why he had kind of a temper issue. He took one of those calculators and Hold it across the classroom, it smashed on a chalkboard and just buttons went flying, and so it was terrifying. <laughs> but also awesome. as an adult, I was like, A, super wrong. <laughs> B, I still remember the sound of the keys, and it, it was kind of satisfying. It is very, <laughs> you
2: don't understand how satisfying it is to break something if you're doing it for fun. It yeah, really it is, is fun. fun. I had so much fun, I took um Dylan and Olivia with me over there and watching them break shit was very satisfying too we had so much fun we did both we did the you know the breaking thing and then they we went into the black light room and they gave us these little canvases and the the glow in the dark paint and i'll, I'll put a picture up of, yeah. uh, on the uh, i'll send pictures to keith so she can put them up it's called break room 405
0: and- there's a place in... So I know we have some listeners in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a place like that in Lubbock because my sisters have gone. What mm. did they think of it? They liked it.
1: They liked it a lot. Oh,
2: my gosh. I miss our <laughs> Lubbock girls. Maybe they'll make it up for one of the live events.
1: Maybe. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Which, by the way, we posted... All the ones that we have currently scheduled on our social media. Six in 2022.
2: We have yes. six events in Oklahoma City in 2022 at our favorite bookstore at Full Circle. Yes. So if you feel maybe like we'll visiting to, our fair city,
0: maybe we'll have to book one here in Amarillo at my local bookstore.
2: That'd
1: be cool.
0: Mm. I'm sure they would love that.
1: Yeah. Oh, I had a follow up to a book I reviewed. Like a year ago <laughs> what? So I, I, I think I I think I did review it it was the five And it was like the murder the victims Of Jack the Ripper's Oh yeah 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 and I kind of was like on the fence About it because I felt like it was just very like Hey the women of 1800 Had a shit life yeah so I was listening to one of my murder podcasts And I was they were like hear about the victims Of Jack the Ripper and I was like yeah so I went To listen to it and I was like this is that damn Book I read <laughs> but i learned i actually like it better as a podcast than i did as a book really yes but apparently quote-unquote ripperologist which are typically oh, men i know so so the the ripperologist men of ripperology do not like this author at all they think she is full of shit <laughs> And, like, will come to her live events and just, like... Heckle her? Heckle her. What yeah. a bag of dicks. Yeah. And they're like, no. They have to... And it, I guess what really bugs me the most is she always call. And I guess it's because I my favorite murder is, like, ingrained into me that it's sex workers <laughs> instead of prostitutes. But, like, every episode, she's still saying prostitute. I'm like, I get that in the time, like, if you're quoting something from... yeah. Like, a news article. You're so young, Megan. I know. You're so well, young. It's just because I'm very
2: aware. Like, it's, like, trigger word for me. <laughs> like, I'm like... But, but that's what I'm talking about, is, the, like, Vonnie and I... Well, maybe I'm just speaking for myself now, but the word prostitute was
1: what was used. No, I agree. I mean, it was one until recently. But, like, it was interesting to hear all these, like, other people that are consider themselves, like, ripperologists, and they're, like, hating on her. And I was like, huh. Because she's not incorrect in her information they just don't like that she's saying like hey maybe they weren't all sex workers maybe they were just like women down on their luck and no, well they you, probably were yeah, but sex back, workers are down on their luck or but both. back
3: in that time i mean unfortunately women didn't get the same kind of jobs that men did right. so if they were poor and they needed to put food on the table that's what they yeah. had to that's do. What, yeah. That's what they did.
1: So. Yeah. so it was interesting. Like I was, as I keep listening to it, cause I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued since I read the book mm-hmm. and just hearing like all these other pieces of mm-hmm. like her people who like hate her and people who like think she's like amazing reparologist And is like, yes, you're giving these women their identity back, which she is, but I actually will say I like it better as a podcast than I did as a book interesting and it's i think the podcast is like bad women the ripper story retold or something like it's bad women is the main title but hmm. if you want it's it it it's pretty interesting as a podcast i wouldn't hmm. read the book again but i thought it was like a good little follow-up because that book i reviewed it like a year ago the podcast just came out
2: awesome Oh, you know what? There are a bunch of adaptations coming out, too. So many. Station Eleven's coming out. I'm so excited. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but...
1: It looked... The trailer looked good. I will say. And I've only seen the one trailer. There's a second trailer out now, I think. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited for it. Yeah. It looks amazing. So that's exciting. Don't fuck it up, HBO. And speaking of
2: adaptations... Vani is reviewing a book that has been adapted for, a, is it a
1: series? Yeah, it's on Hulu, I believe. I was going to say, I didn't watch the series, I just read yeah. that. Well, book.
2: I mean, obviously, yeah. we want to encourage people to read the book first. I really don't like this theme at all. Yeah. Maybe I'll go get you a cup of coffee. Get out
3: of the room. You keep interrupting me anyways. Where's <laughs> my Nerf gun? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Okay, Bonnie. What I'm do you just got? Just kidding. You really don't have to leave. She's gonna go get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: so I read "Dope Sick" by Beth Macy, and this is a nonfiction, and it talks about um, opium addiction that was mainly in like small towns in um, mining communities, um, and it also talks a lot, a lot, a lot about the introduction. Of oxycotton into the world of medication, and when oxycotton first came on the scene, the drug company who was selling it was not being completely truthful about the effects. They told everybody that the oxycotton had a less of one, less than one percent rate of addiction. Which oh, we all know is not true. Yeah. And so doctors were just willy-nilly prescribing these these huge pain pills, not even just to adults, but like to teenagers. Like a lot of the main people that it follows in this book are people who their first prescription to pain pills was Oxycontin when they were in high school. Wow. Like one particular, it talks about um, this girl who she was, you know, straight eight student. She was the prom queen. She was a cheerleader. And I think she had broken her ankle or something. And when, actually, I don't even think it was broken. I think it was just a sprain. And they gave her Oxycontin? They gave her a 30-day subscription to Oxycontin. And then when she went back because the pain came back after she quit taking the Oxycontin and she wanted more, they gave her more. And then when they wouldn't fill it the third time, then she started going to these drug parties and it progressed into her- a heroin addiction, Jesus. which that's what had happened to a lot of these people that were getting these prescriptions to Oxycontin is they'd start out with something that the doctor subscribed to them. They would be immediately hooked. And then they would go, They when they couldn't get the Oxycontin anymore, they would go straight to heroin, which is just, you know, like the, a stronger oh, yeah. version. But once they went to the heroin, then they had to keep taking the heroin just to keep from getting dope sick, because that's a real thing. Yes. You have, yes. I mean, you're you run fevers, you throw up, you have diarrhea. So they were spending all of this money and everything so that they could... Keep this addiction going, just so that they wouldn't feel horrible. It got to the point where it's not even about feeling good; it's just about not feeling sick, bad. Yeah, horrible, and yeah. I mean, a lot of times when you read about addiction, and ones that I have read about addiction, a lot of them are about like inner cities. And very urban situations. But this actually talks about how the addiction started in a lot of small towns. And how, you know, they were giving these prescriptions, like, to people who were poor. But then their insurance would pay for it. So they were getting these drugs. Mm -hmm. And then when they couldn't get it anymore, then they were selling everything that they could to try to get heroin. Because... It had they the same were, effect. Yeah. yeah. They, well, it's all part of the opium family. So, yeah. And just completely ruined so many lives. So many lives. And it was mainly because, for one, the drug company wasn't forthcoming about the effects of the Oxycontin. And two, the doctors were prescribing these huge painkillers for stuff that Tylenol could have fixed. There's no reason why you have a sprained ankle and are on Oxycontin. I mean, yeah, there's no, there's no reason. That. There's, that's just... Well,
1: and the doctors didn't really know what they were kind of dealing with, right? Like they were like, oh, that's something that's like not going to be addicted. So like, here you go. And then they probably by the time they realized what was happening, it was like too late almost. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, the doctors actually, they know how addictive it is, but part of the
1: whole prescription
0: and pharmaceutical, you know, industry is doctors get reimbursement and money and different things for things that they prescribe. And then, you know, now it, I, I don't necessarily think that every physician, I don't know, but you have to be informed in, in what you're prescribing to people. And opiates have been used for years and years and years, right? There's a reason, like they used to use opium, pure opium. Yep to do operations. Like I actually have a jar from my grandmother. It was an opium jar and it says opium on it. And it's one of those things that the doctors understand how strong it is, but because they, it was readily available and other things, they were just like Bonnie said, they were just (laughs) doling it out to say, oh yeah, you have a pain, go ahead. Like, no, it'll be fine. All of these things. And then years down the line, we end up with this huge opiate crisis that then leads into when you can't get it right and they start to discover just how many issues come along with it the use of heroin just completely spikes, and black market of whether it's hydrocodone oxycodone any of that stuff just skyrockets right well
3: then with the opiums that they were getting black market they started mixing it with fentanyl mm-hmm. so then you had yeah. fentanyl laced Oxycontin on the market that people were buying on the streets and we all know yeah, how bad that is and it Mm -hmm. does talk about the doctor's relationship with the pharmaceutical sales people and the pharmaceutical sales people were getting such a huge commission off of being able to get these doctors to prescribe the Oxycontin that they were actually tipping the doctors basically and taking them out to resorts out to fancy dinners they were taking them out to like Mm
1: -hmm.
3: all of this stuff and i i think they actually have laws against that now that they can't do that anymore
0: yes they they've created a lot of restrictions but they can still do some things but if you're curious about that there is actually a website there may be more than one where you can actually look up your doctor and you can see how much reimbursement they have Mm -hmm. gotten throughout the year um related to pharmaceuticals and things like that.
3: But it's just it just shows you how easy it is to to overdose on that and they talk a lot about people who overdose on this especially people who try really hard to get off the heroin that they've started taking to get because they can't get Oxy- Oxycontin anymore and then they try to get off heroin and they're dope sick and they're they want the heroin again and they go back and they take the heroin again after being off of it for so long and then boom overdose because they take too much of it. I mean, it was, it was a very interesting book. I will have to say it is very statistical. So it, it does read a little bit like a textbook at times because there's a lot of factual information that they're giving you all at one time. It's not one of those books that just follows stories Mm -hmm. of individuals So it's a little hard to, like, connect to a character because of the way that it's written. But just the facts itself about how much they lied to the public about these drugs. And it makes you wonder how much they're lying to us about the drugs right now. And another thing I will have to say that a lot of the individuals who had gotten hooked on the Oxycontin and the heroin ran into is that they're poor, they're from a very poor community, and it costs a lot of money to go to rehab. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking twenty-five, fifty thousand dollars Like this, The one girl that I mentioned that was like the cheerleader and everything, like her grandpa basically spent his life savings so that she could go to rehab like twice. One was like $25,000. The other one was like $50,000. It's so expensive. And most of them are related to the the church. So if you're not a specific religion. Well, the only thing about with the church is if it's a strict church, they want you off of everything before you go to rehab. But that includes like even cigarettes. So you well, can't that's if even you're smoke. going with a
0: church rehabilitation. There are different right. types of rehabilitation.
3: Yeah. But you know, some of these people in these very small towns, their their options were limited. So I mean, what are you gonna do? It, it's just it was very interesting, and it just really shows how these people got trapped into this situation of addiction and just couldn't get out again. Because you know, you hear people say all the time, "Well, just quit." well i mean why'd you start in the first place it's just you know no one to blame but yourself well yeah but sometimes situational details you have to just consider all of that it was very interesting it was good i would probably watch the hulu show if i had hulu but i don't have hulu so you can use my hulu there you go and that again was called dope sick by beth macy it's a very interesting book
1: so, I decided that this Christmas I was reading Hallmark type books because I don't have the Hallmark channel because I got rid of my cable like a couple years ago when I was jobless. So, I'm having Hallmark movie withdrawal.
3: Do you want my Discovery Channel information? They all Wait, of the
1: Hallmark. No, are they on there? Yes. Shut up. I have Discovery. Shit. I know what I'm doing this week. Okay. <laughs> Um, although i've seen a lot of lifetime ones that like lifetime's given a a hallmark a run for their well they might be lifetime i don't know they look way way too
3: cheesy for me to ever watch i just read the title this is
1: good information i'm here for it (laughs) all right so this week i read the 12 dates of christmas by jenny bayliss
3: that movie's on discovery is it a movie yes
2: shut up jesus okay we got to get through this podcast okay. megan's gonna be chomping <laughs> to go home and watch freaking too. christmas movies
1: all right so this takes place in a quaint little english town which makes me super happy straight off the off the bat um and so our main character is kate and she has moved back to her little quaint town Because her parents split up and her dad was really struggling. Speaking of addiction with being alcoholic. So she went home to like get him sorted out. And her mom was off gallivanting with her new play toy. And that's not me being rude. It's how he's kind of described. And of course her kind of like high school sweetheart, whose name is Matt, which, and she and her best friend find this, it's almost, it's called Lightning Strikes, but it's kind of like a Match.com type deal. And the this ma- like Lightning Strikes is doing this thing where you pay x amount of dollars. They never really say, it, but they imply that it's very expensive. And they plan out all these dates, and you sign up for whichever date seems interesting to you, and then they pair you with. A guy to go on the date with so like one of them was like high tea at like a castle or one was like hiking or whatever so there's like a variety of different options so her first date stands her up and then he reappears later on um at another event almost kind of like saves the day um and you learn that the her friend matt has been calling it the 12 shags of christmas because he's kind of like (laughs) giving her shit he's like oh you're just gonna go sleep around with 12 guys for the 12 dates of christmas and she's like who do you think i am like what are you talking about that's not what this is about and he's just always kind of there in the background as stuff goes wrong or when things seem to be going well he's dating a girl named sarah i think her name is um And so she, and it keeps, it's winter in England. It's snowing. So, like, she drives a mini coupe. It keeps, she keeps not being able to actually, like, drive her car home. She keeps having to, like, trek up these hills because her car can't make it up the hill. And, like, it's just, it was so fun. And you learn that some people that are signed up for the 12 dates of Christmas are not being honest. About their intentions and/or relationship statuses, so they start like weeding out these guys. That there's like, I don't think this is a spoiler. There's like a betting pool of like how many of them can get laid on all their dates. God. And so you, as you, as she starts meeting these guys, and you start hearing this story, you're like, okay, like, is this guy a good guy? Is this guy a bad guy? Like, what is going on? Who do we trust in this series? Who do we not trust? Um, and of course her friend, Matt is just always in the background, just kind of being like that local boy who's like, Oh, you go into the big city on a date. Cause she would go into London to go on these dates. And of course, when the date went wrong, he was kind of there to be like, Hey, it's the 12 shags of Christmas. It's going to be okay. You have six more dates or like whatever. And it's just a lot about her kind of decide, finding out what she's looking for in relationships. It's about kind of growth and To some extent forgiveness Because her and Matt had been on the outs For a really long time When they were in college They like didn't speak to each other For almost like 10 years Until she moved home So it's a little bit about Building that relationship And trust back up Even as friends And finding out kind of Where they stand as adults As friends He runs the local coffee shop Because of course he does (laughs) And she does some baking for him It's very Because of of course she does Uh, And it was I really liked it I thoroughly enjoyed it It was cute And if it is indeed been turned into a Hallmark slash Lifetime movie That is a thousand and twenty percent what I'm doing when I get home tonight So I'm gonna find out about that But it was cute I love anything set in a London In an English countryside That's like small town and fun I I often think I should have been born in England Because that area just speaks to me My ancestors who you know moved here and left england are rolling in their graves sorry um but it was so much fun i really liked it there were some twists and surprises with the some of her 12 dates and she's kind of a badass because she's kind of like i don't fucking need you people i just would like to be in a relationship i don't need to be i'm an independent woman who owns my house and has a Um, She's a successful um, fabric designer with like a big company. So it's more of like, I would just like to be in a relationship. It's not like a damsel in distress. Like, Oh, I need a man. I have to be in a relationship. It's just kind of her, like I'm in my mid thirties and I want this. So super fun. I really liked it. If you're looking for a good Christmas read, I would recommend the 12 dates of Christmas by Jenny Bayless.
3: Yay. Okay. I think this movie is something completely different than the book that you just described. Because oh, that's what sad days. That's what it says. It's like he something about ruined Megan's day. They're living the same day over
1: and over. or Something. I mean, oh, but it's good that's so weird because her name is Kate and everything. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, that's so well, weird. And it's Here's the same good name. news though. Every other Hallmark movie, exact same thing. All right, Rachel, are you ready? I am in the absence of Keith this week. I will be our dirty romance aficionado.
2: Woo! Um, so. We need a little spiciness up in here. We like it dirty. Yes.
1: Ooh, oh, spicy! That's I a spicy egg roll. And- <laughs> From the I earlier described.
0: Sorry. I, I have no idea where I heard about this book, but I know the author. So for anybody who is a you know a romance reader dirty romance reader. Kennedy Fox uh, is the author, which is a writing duo, actually, that's their pen name. Um, And so this book is weird. It's it's a series of like six or eight books, but the the character sets are different. So the book that I read is technically number five, but our two characters we're following are Archer and Everly. Um, But the name of the book is Forcing You Away, but it's the Lawton Ridge series, essentially. Will it stand alone if you just read it, or do you have to read the whole thing? You may want to read like the first one with the whatever couple you're reading about, but they're usually, it's just two books about each couple, I think. Mm. So I, for instance, I read book one about Archer and Everly, right? So Archer is a, he's an ex-con, Just released from prison um and his cellmate um who's gotten out of prison uh you know a little bit before he offers it gets better i promise he offers to have archer come and he's like i'll give you a job like you know you can get back on your feet after you know you spent five years in the clink and um so but Archer of course has nowhere to live and he doesn't want to mooch off of his sister and niece and so he agrees he's like yeah I'll take the job that you're offering I'll get back on my feet right because I mean and that's hard if anybody who knows anybody who's been in prison for an extended period of time and you have a felony on your record people don't want to give you a job and they don't want to rent a place to live to you because you're a risk essentially they think so because he has nowhere to stay, his buddy's sister is like, yeah, you can stay here, not a big deal. But when um, Archer <laughs> first meets uh, his buddy's sister, they walk into the house and they don't see her, but they see a naked dude sleeping on the couch. And he was like, well, she must have had a party last night. <laughs> and so and so it just kind of k- kicks off with this sort of hilarity, you know, And her brother's like, seriously? And, you know, they kind of have this great relationship. You need to get your life together, big brother stuff. You can't date this person. And she's like, fuck you, I'll do whatever I want to do. But obviously, Archer, our main male character, he he doesn't want to, like, screw over his buddy. And his buddy has said, like, dude, just take the job I'm giving you, but don't screw around with my sister, right? And there's the amount of tension is really, really good in there. Um, I will say this though, if you're looking, it's good. I love the story and sort of the development of everything. It does end on a cliffhanger, and I know this because I finished it last night at midnight, laying in bed, and it ended. And I was like, Ser- "Seriously?" So I had to go to Kindle and spend five bucks so I can start it tonight. <laughs> um, but it was a good read. It was, you know, a quick, easy read with with some dirty in it. There's nothing wrong with a muscular tattooed ex-con with a heart of gold <laughs> and my favorite part though is i love i love a strong female character and she is strong and independent and just sassy and all that stuff and there is actually a bit of a, a mystery component tied in because something else is going on like they're being followed shit's going on in her house somebody's broken into her house i'm not going to tell you how the first book ends on the cliffhanger, but it was enough where I actually considered not only buying the book, but staying up longer to read it. So because it was it was pretty gruesome, like, oh, what the hell? So so there is and there's some other storyline going on there. But again, that was Forcing You Away by Kennedy Fox.
1: And I, I have a thriller. Just when we thought we were out of October.
2: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not that kind of thriller necessarily it's called find you first by linwood Barclay. now this guy knows how to write a thriller i've listened to many of his books and i usually am i usually really like them because he's good at at weaving a good complex thriller probably the only thing i didn't like about it was maybe a little bit of the ending Because that whole race against time thing gets a little old in the thriller genre. But basically, it's about this guy who's really super rich. He's a tech billionaire. And he finds out that he's ill. And he's sort of reflecting on his life. And he doesn't have any kids or anything. But he kind of remembers that when he was younger and didn't have any money, he donated sperm. And at that time, they had told him that he you know, might have some offspring around some, some time. I don't know if they have to disclose that when you go to the sperm bank or what, but since the disease that he has is Huntington's and it's highly hereditary Gen- genetic, uh, you have a 50% chance of getting it if one of your relatives has it. So it's a pretty big deal. So he kind of feels like he owes it to these potential offspring to let them know that they have a chance of getting Huntington's. And at the same time, he's super rich. And he feels like he wants to leave his legacy to someone. Well, he does have a brother. And the brother is a li- just a little miffed when his brother comes to him and says, you know, I'm going to go find these potential offspring and I'm going to leave them all my money.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, not oh no, but oh no for oh no, yeah, his brother. Yes,
2: he explains before he talks to his brother that he's going to give him a uh, an allowance. It was sort of like an al- allowance, <laughs> so diem? he would get like twenty thousand dollars a month or something like that, which is a lot of fucking money, right? I want twenty thousand dollars a month, right? But the reason that he doesn't want to give his brother all of the money is his brother is married to this woman who is a little sketch. She had recently tried to use him in this scheme that she came up with to start a business. And she went to some Google executives and said, yeah, my brother-in-law and I are doing this project. And so she's trying to get money using his name. Mm. And then he finds out about it. So he doesn't trust her at all. So there's that component. And we start out on our journey and the guy is able to find out who these kids are by going and bribing a lady that works for the clinic. So he has this list, and he starts to methodically go through the list of people. Well, He contacts the first girl that's on the list, and she's a pretty cool character. She's probably my favorite character of all the characters in there because she's just like... He shows up and starts talking to her and tells her the story and she's like, she's a waitress and she's just like, I don't want your fucking money. You know, she's just really a cool character and you just really love her from the beginning. And so she's a a huge part of this story because when she realizes what's going on, she finds out that her... uh, this. Recently discovered brother of hers because she has gone through one of these uh, DNA places where you send your DNA in and she's found this brother. And then she finds out that that brother is on the list. And then she's been trying to get a hold of her brother for days and he's missing. So then they start to realize that somebody else is hunting down these children and not only killing them but completely removing any trace of them. So they go over to the brother's house and they find his trailer house is completely cleaned out. None of his belongings are there. There's no trace of him whatsoever in his own house. And the trailer belongs to him. You know, it's not like it's an apartment or something. He could have just picked up and left.
0: How do you just erase somebody? Exactly. Yes.
2: Yes. So there's that going on. And then kind of as another portion of this, there's this Jeffrey Epstein-like character who's a part of this, too. And you really get that strong vibe of really nasty, like young girls. And in my opinion, a very thinly veiled Jeffrey Epstein-like character who also has a lot of money But I was never quite sure where he fit into any of this. And that's where the writing of a good thriller really kicks in because you get that really tight woven cloth where you just have to try to figure out what the threads are that, that connect them. But it's really hard to do because you have no idea. And that's what made this such a fantastic read. Like I said, I really, really loved it. There were a few things right towards the end that I kind of didn't give it the full rating because of but overall I read it in such a short time it was so enjoyable and it was called Find You First by Linwood Barkley.
3: Interessante. Does sound pretty Does it interesting. A
0: debut?
2: No. No, he's actually a, a an established author. I do really prefer debuts as you know, but Every once in a while, you just got to read a good old, somebody's really good at their job. And this guy is really good at his job. I really enjoy reading what he writes.
1: We had, we were all over the place today. We had some nonfiction. We had some romance. We had some spicy romance. We had some Christmas. Had some Christmas, some thriller. Covered all the spectrum of books. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Just sort of like Vonnie's Christmas decorations cover the whole neighborhood in stealthy filth. Yeah. Uh-huh. hmm yep
3: <laughs> little naughty christmas going on some places and not just megan's christmas party there
1: was, well you know there was some spicy in my book but not a lot can i bring it back to last week for those of our oh, listeners
0: sure. so the ball sack underwear the ball oh, oh. Oh, by
1: okay. the way so i was I blushing in my job. car were you blushing in your car i was oh in my, my car God. going i'm oh. sure my face is underwear. red no but not the whole in general he's
0: tried them out and he said they're comfortable really? really yeah you That's- gave them to him early i listen we talked about them and i was like i i have to he even said he said so i'm a guinea pig for a product <laughs> you guys about- he is because i'd like
3: to know before i give him to my son i i'm so very I worried Tom- about his testicular health
0: <laughs> yes i got him two pair and I even like, so I opened them up to like, see what the kind of, fa- the fabric is so soft and really, really, and he said, they're very comfortable. Hey, wow. Well, there you go. Does he, is he begging for more pairs? Uh, I mean, I don't know about, but I got him two <laughs> pairs and he doesn't hate them. He actually is <laughs> begging for something. Really? Well,
1: there you <laughs> awesome. go. So,
0: well, that
3: might be my new once a year purchase for Tyler every year. Yep. Some
2: ball sack underwear. Well, yeah. now you guys are and making me funny. feel bad because I didn't order any ball sack underwear for my boyfriend. There's so new for my boyfriend. <laughs> for my husband. <laughs> I can't believe it boyfriend. That. That's my
0: boyfriend. <laughs> Is,
2: I was my like, husband,
0: okay, I have to know what this looks like, right? So I get them and I, I want to peek inside. And there's literally like this little like hammock thing in there. But it like I said, they're super soft. And he said they're comfortable. And he's picky about underwear, so.
3: Oh, well, that's That's good to know. The other day we were talking about Christmas stories, like things you wanted when you were a little kid, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that ultimate Santa gift. Mm -hmm. Well, there was one year and I think Tyler was like, could have been five. I can't remember. All he wanted that year was a pink Barbie Jeep. He told everybody because oh, you've <laughs> told us this story before. And I, I told that, that to story so I told that to David and he's like, I'm totally calling the radio show and and asking him if he still wants a pink Barbie Jeep. I'm like, you should do it. Tyler would get a kick out of
2: it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yep, I think somebody's going to be getting a pink Barbie Jeep for his wedding present. Oh my gosh,
3: he so (laughs) wanted that pink Barbie Jeep.
0: Tyler's engaged?
2: No, but if he ever does get engaged, we're going to totally haze the shit out of him. Yeah, yep. Yep. Imagine having mothers like us. I'm
3: going to get him a pink Barbie Jeep and some ball slings.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Here, honey, your
3: balls will love this. (laughs) (laughs) We want to make sure that those... Those little sperms are staying alive in there.
2: Ew, that sounds so. It really easy. It does Stay sound staying
0: so alive.
1: <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Funny, oh my god. Hey,
0: I was just offering some help. for the grandkids I'm not
2: interested in your future grandchildren <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Very
0: future, still far away. I just thought you guys would be interested in a little product review since we were talking about it. I was very very intrigued. Actually, it's nice
2: to have that feedback because we would have liked to have some feedback on that hair removal tool that Vonnie bought like six months ago. she still hasn't used? That she still hasn't used.
3: Is it an epilator? No. No, it's like a laser and it like burns off
0: your hair. Oh yeah, that sounds safe. Yeah, it yeah. does sound safe. It's That's right why we wanted to yeah. see what, what the hell was up. I'm like, I was Jesus. I thinking of pot-
1: the products that we've talked about in the past like that. One of the dirty gifts was the dirty um, penis coloring book last night. Oh! <laughs> really Because somebody was like, like awesome. i don't want a book i was like that could be a very dirty book and as soon as she she's like it's a coloring book i said i know a color book that is <laughs> i was like my friend just say that. my friend has that The same
2: one
3: <laughs>
1: yeah i did i was like oh no you're gonna like that because that coloring book's dirtier than you think it's gonna be
3: i need that's what i need for christmas is crayons somebody needs to give me some crayons oh. so that i can color my penis book oh.
2: oh yeah you need to have a very wide array of colors for those penises You'd be
3: surprised how cathartic it is to to make a... To color a penis. To color a penis. It really is.
2: I'll get you some color crayons for for Christmas. I need some crayons.
3: I want the big box that my mama could never afford when I was little.
1: (laughs) The, six, the 68 the one, or 48 the 64. one with the sharpener
2: yes. that was the
3: shit when was I was little shit.
2: it was I didn't.
0: the shiznit yeah, as <laughs> soon the shiznit. as I was old enough to afford <laughs> it
2: as soon as I was old enough to afford it I bought
1: that big box
0: yes yeah. don't buy me that rose art crap I want the cradle Yeah. I want right. we tried
1: to be cheap at work and buy the like crappy crayons because we were using them in the like break room and they like oh my god they were breaking in half in, like 30 seconds like I thought they were just like being like hard on the crayons then I went to color like my pumpkin because it was Halloween and i like was coloring it was just like and i was like these crayons are shit yeah, that, can we get some real crayons
3: the color's just not that good they're more wax than color yeah we
1: were having like a hard time making it like stick on the paper like it was just wax everywhere, now if you've but...
3: got a kid that likes to eat the crayons maybe get the rose art yeah they're probably yeah. more tasty I
0: with the crayons oh my her was a wide range. Ri- bet I she loved to eat, and they're non toxic, so I mean, she, they didn't hurt her. She could have made one of those Skittle commercials.
3: <laughs> Shit the rainbow. <laughs> I saw a commercial the other day, and I can't remember where I saw it, but it was a commercial that somebody had this shittle, this skittle <laughs> <laughs> so, the Skittle the Skittle shits. So commercial was this guy he kept like bending over and he's like and it makes it worse when i laugh so the guy that he was with was trying to make him laugh and then it showed a picture of like him shitting sh- skittles shitting, shitting <laughs> that's hard to say shitting skittles and the guy that was there had his head down like next to his butt like he was gonna start catching no, skittles
0: what? it was so okay. disgusting Why? I oh, it. Oh. oh my god no. okay. <laughs> The next time I
2: have to poop, I am going to say to Tom, I have to shittle. Okay, okay. And on that note, that's going to do it for Three Three Book Book Girls. Girls.
0: Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group.